but, um, you know, the Lord is definitely talking to somebody here today. We want to be in prayer for brother, um, uh, this brother Wayne Gaddis. Uh, he was with us last Sunday morning, Sunday night. He came to the altar Sunday morning uh, and um, gave his heart to God. And uh, we talked with him and counseled with him and explained to him about baptism. And he said he would like to be baptized. He was back Sunday night. and He was back at the altar on Sunday night. And uh, a very sincere man. But we, we found out uh, afterwards that... Um, uh, um, that he had uh, been in some type of a situation uh, where that he was going to be going before a judge, and there's a possibility he may uh, be incarcerated today. Um, so I don't know if that situation he is um, he's not here. Um, we got his address and his and his phone number, and we will be trying to uh, contact him. But be in prayer for this brother Wayne. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, somebody said, well, you know, uh, maybe that's, that's why he came because he got in trouble. Well, God uses a lot of situations to bring us to him. Sometimes, sometimes God uses the death of a loved one that wakes us up, gets us a thinking. Hallelujah. But like the song, Sister Darlene sung, you know, God don't throw the clay away. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not your past that we're concerned with around here. It's your future. Let me say that again. Some might not have heard it. It's not your past that God's concerned with and that we're concerned with. It's your future. Your past might be all messed up and all out of whack, What's this word that they use nowadays for families? Dysfunctional. Your past may be just as dysfunctional as it can be. But God's not concerned with that. Because he can, he, he can work things out in your future. can be a whole lot brighter than your past. Hallelujah. That's what church is all about. I've talked to some people that say, well, you know, I can't come to church right now because, uh, you know, i, I got to wait till I get right. You don't get right and go to church. You go to church to get right. If you don't ever go to church, you ain't going to ever get right. Glory. We're not in the business of being judges around here. We 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 don't we we're not interested in in laying condemnation on somebody because if your life is not in Jesus, you already got enough condemnation on you. You don't need nobody else dumping something else on you. But we keep things going around here and keep the lights turned on this place for one reason, and one reason only: Jesus Christ loves you. He came to this earth, went to a cross, and bled and died for you. He suffered hell so you don't have to go to hell. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And all He did the hard part. All we got to do is receive Him. All we got to do is accept Him. Hallelujah. Let me read some Scripture here. Hallelujah. And you know what? This message God gave me is just going to fit right in to what we've already been talking about. The book of Psalms, chapter 32. 
We're going to read Psalms chapter 32, the first five verses. Hallelujah. Well, get it up on the screen if you don't have a, a Bible there with you. Psalms chapter 32, verses 1 through 5. Hallelujah. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you will forgive the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Let's pray. Lord, as we come to you today, I'm asking God for the next few moments. God, that you will speak to the hearts of everyone here today. We know you've already been doing that, and I'm asking God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit to fall, God, upon each and every one. Help us to understand, God, that we need you more than we need anything else. Speak to us through your word right now, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Sin and transgression is the problem, is a problem which every human being has to deal with. There's nobody ever born who didn't have to deal with a problem of sin. The Bible declares to us in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So it's an issue that we all have to deal with. Now, there's some things we can, we can do about it. We can accept it. We can deny it. We can ignore it or attempt to cover it up. But the only way to be rid of it is to face up to it so it can be dealt with once and for all through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Ignoring, is, ignoring it is not going to do you any good. Denying it is not going to do you any good. Trying to cover it up is not going to do it any good. But you've got a problem with sin. Every Every person in here has got a problem with sin. Hallelujah. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. And the only way that we can take care of it is face up to it. It's the only way that we can deal with it is to face up to it. Hallelujah. Now, in the text which I read a few minutes ago, we can see the true key of being blessed and clearing our heart of the guilt and shame of sin. And if God will just anoint me for just a few minutes, hallelujah, 
I want to speak to somebody in this house today. This message, which I've titled, The Blessedness of Confessed Sin. Hallelujah. The Blessedness of Confessed Sin. Sister Darlene sung that song a while ago. He didn't throw the quail away. God is able to keep working with the clay of your heart as long as you're willing to confess that you need Him. When you don't confess it, when you don't fess up to it, as the old fellow says, God can't do anything with you. He can't help you. Can't nobody help you. As long as we try to ignore something, to hide something, to cover something up, we have to be willing. The Scripture said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. That word impute, when I looked it up, it says, Charge to one's account. Hallelujah. Brother, there's been a lot of sins down through my life. But they're not charged to my account today. They've been cleared. Hallelujah. There have been some times in my life, Brother Paul, that I've lied, that I've told lies. But when I stand before the judgment seat of God, I won't have to stand before Him as a liar. Because I've been blessed. Because He has covered my sins. They had been imputed towards me. Hey, there's been times in my life, amen, that I've had lust, that I've lusted. Hallelujah. But I won't have to stand before Christ, hallelujah, with a lustful heart, because I've been blessed. Glory to God. Because He has covered my sin. Hallelujah. Why has that happened? Because he loves me more than he does somebody else? No. It simply happens because when I realize that I sin, when I realize that I do wrong, when I realize that I make a mistake, hallelujah, I ain't going to let that thing linger. But, brother, I'm going to get it taken care of. I'm going to my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. And I'm going to say, Dad, I'm sorry, but I messed up again. Oh, Lord. I'm going to say, Daddy, I know I promised you a lot of times that I'd never do this. But, Daddy, I've done it again. Forgive me. And you know what? He's going to always open up his arms. And he's going to always travel around me. Glory to God. Because once you become a son, glory to God, you're going to be a son and daughter of God. All you got to do is confess. Hallelujah. Let me... Let me talk to you just a little bit about the torment of hidden sin. The torment of hidden sin. I can remember as a child when I would get into something that I shouldn't have gotten into. How many times I would try to hide it, cover it up. Sometimes 
I'd even blame somebody else if I could. Hallelujah. But deep down inside, I was miserable. I was tormented because I knew the pain that was coming my way as soon as Daddy found out about it. Hallelujah. Hi. There have been some nights that I went to bed and I couldn't sleep at night because I was afraid just as soon as I went to sleep, Daddy doesn't find out what I did that day. He'd come in there and come drag me out of that bed. Hey, he wouldn't wake the sun up. Glory to God. Hidden sin has torment with it. Hidden sin has torment with it. Glory. Notice what he said in the scripture we read back in Psalms. He said in verse 3, of uh, Psalms 32 and verse 3, When I kept my silence, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. Verse 4, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's nothing as bad as guilt and shame. Psalmist said, he said, your hand was heavy upon me, O Lord. Hallelujah. He said, when I kept my silence, my life was miserable. I couldn't live with myself and nobody else could live with me because I was trying to keep it all down inside. Oh, somebody here knows what I'm talking about today. Guilt and shame can torment you more than anything else that I know. Satan will lie to you and tell you that the, that it will be worse if it comes out. That's the devil telling you, say, well, if it comes out, it'd be worse. Uh-uh. No. That's the devil lying to you. Until it comes out, it will be like a splinter festering up. And never get no better. Anybody ever got a splinter in your hand or somewhere? The longer it stays, it just begins to fester. Hallelujah. It's not going to get no better. It's got to come out. And guess what? Going back to the time when I was a kid, I remember getting splinters and stuff like that. And a lot of times I I would try to keep from letting mom and daddy know about that because I, uh, if, if, uh, if mama, if I told mama about it, she would go in that big old sewing bag and come out with one of them big old needles. And then daddy, if I went to daddy, either way, it meant ouch for me. Hey, sometimes getting rid of what you got in your life you need to get rid of is going to hurt. Sometimes we don't give ourselves up to God because we know it's going to hurt us a little bit. Hallelujah. What did, what did, what did those nurses and doctors tell Brother Carl here when they had to put his arm here in traction and, he was, and they apologized to him? They said, we're sorry, but, but this has got to be. Just for right now, it's got to be like that. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. 
It's going to hurt sometime when you go to somebody you did wrong. Say, brother, I'm sorry I lied to you. I did you wrong. I got, hey, sometimes it's hard. Hallelujah. But oh, glory to God, once you do it, hallelujah, that release that you have, glory to God, you don't have to carry it no more. Somebody say, well, what if so-and-so don't forgive me? Hey, once you go to them and tell them you're sorry, it's all for you and it's on them then. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You do somebody wrong and you go tell them you're sorry and they don't accept it. Hey, all that guilt and shame is put on them. It's all for you. Oh, my God, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sometimes, sometimes it might be painful for a little bit. But until you get out whatever's festering up, it can't begin to heal. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Listen, folks. Think about it. What we have seen over the years by politicians should let us know that cover-up is never, is never no good. Hallelujah. You would think as many politicians who's getting caught and doing wrong, trying to cut, why don't you just go, if you'd go ahead and just admit it, let's go back to Richard Nixon. Let's go back to him. He, he wasn't over there with that bunch of people that broke into the Watergate complex. He wasn't there breaking in with them. Hallelujah. What brought him down was when he found out about the details, he covered it up. He tried to hide those infamous White House tapes of conversations that was made between him and other people. Hey, God is talking to some people in this house this morning. Nixon shamed himself, stepped down, and his name will ever go down in infamy, not because he was part of the ones that broke in over and stole the stuff, hallelujah, but because he wouldn't confess up to it, he tried to cover it up. You keep trying to cover up what you're doing, hallelujah, glory to God, not willing to grit your teeth and take the pain to get that splinter out, and you're going to continue to go down, 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 down. There ain't going to be no peace for you. There ain't going to be no happiness for you. There ain't going to be no good life for you. You're going to live miserable, and then you're going to die miserable because you're going to end up in hell. People don't worry about hell no more because Hollywood has been preaching more than what churches has. Hollywood comes out with all these good heartfelt TV programs like Touched by an Angel and Ghost Whisper. Oh, I gotta, I, hey, I can't go to revival service on Friday night. We gotta see who's going into the light. Well, I guarantee you, if you don't get up out of your seat and go, you don't go to church, it ain't going to be you going into the light. Hallelujah. Oh, but Brother Sammy, don't you think that's a, that's, a, that's a good family show? Hey, 
Not when every doggone person on there dies and winds up going into the light. Because the Bible tells me, hallelujah, there ain't going to be a few actually make it into the light. Everybody's being conditioned today. Everybody's going to heaven. And that's a lie, folks. The Bible says, hallelujah, that broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that be on it, headed to destruction. Straight and narrow is the way that leadeth to life. And few there be that find it. Why? Why the few? Because they keep, hallelujah, the people on the Broadway keeps wanting to cover it up and not deal with it. Hallelujah. A lot, we got a lot of different ways we can cover up things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll pop a few tops and guzzle a little of this. Try to drink away our sorrow. We'll go over here and we'll get some of this white powdered stuff and we'll take a take a, a razor blade and we'll kind of just fix it up here on the table. We'll start doing. I'm just imagining how that's done. I ain't done that, brother. We do. We get involved with all kind of stuff to try to ease the pain that we're feeling now. We got a heart that's broken because of sin. We got a heart that's all messed up because of some of our mess ups. Hallelujah. And you know what? Some people, some people who can't get the relief in the alcohol, some people who can't get the relief in the drugs because of their hurting so much, they say, well, I'll just take my life and I'll end it all. And that's the devil again. Tell them that you're going to end it all. Because you're not going to end the pain. Because as soon as your physical eyes close in this life after you've taken your life, your spirit man or your spirit woman is going to wake up your eyes and you're going to be in torment. You know what? This could very well be. This is November 15th. We're at the close of this year. And I've preached... Through not uh, uh, 2009, some some messages I thought was pretty pretty good. I thought, but I believe this word right here could be the most powerful message I've preached this year. Hallelujah! Because we're down to where the rubber meets the road this morning. Hallelujah! We're talking about the difference between heaven and hell. We're talking about the difference of having peace in your heart and having joy in your heart. Hallelujah. We're talking about the difference in carrying guilt and shame and being forgiven. Hallelujah. That you don't have to carry the weight. That you don't have to punish yourself. Hallelujah. No longer. Hallelujah. You don't have to punish yourself for things that you've done. You can give it up to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 The blessedness that comes with Forgive. It's amazing the relief that comes when we finally confess to the cover-up. Relief 
freedom and renewal floods the soul of the one who confesses. For, the, for one thing, forgiveness never comes to unconfessed sins. Did you hear what Pastor said? One thing, it's in, one reason why it's important to confess, you don't get forgiveness for unconfessed sins. Hallelujah. You've got to confess to it before you can for, be forgiven of it. You have to get, remember what I talked about the splinter? You've got to get the splinter out before healing can begin. It ain't going to never start healing until you first get the splinter out. There's two other scriptures that I'm going to share and I'm going to close. One is 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. John 1, chapter 1, 8 through 10. This is what it says. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My, my, my. If we confess our sins. Confession is important. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 10. But what does it say? The Word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth. You use your mouth for everything else. You use it for cussing and swearing, bawling people out. Why don't you start using it for some good stuff for change? Hallelujah. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, come on up here. I'm, fix, I'm, I'm bringing it to a wind-up. I said I wasn't going to. Now, I began my message by reading what the Bible said. Blessed is the man whose sin is covered, and whom the Lord will not impute sin. And we found out that the way that, that happens is when we openly confess our sins unto God. Here's the facts. If you've got sin in your life that you haven't dealt with, if you've never confessed to God, I'm going to tell you something. The day is coming that one day you are going to confess. The Bible says that every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's amazing to me. 
It's amazing to me how easy people can try to lie their way out. Two or three months ago, I pulled out of a school, headed home in the afternoon. And this this one school kid... Standing up in the back of the bus, carrying carrying on, acting like he's ready to fight everybody in the world. And uh, I I asked him two or three times. I said, "We are moving now. You need to take your seat." He just kept ignoring me. That's one thing I, I ain't never got used to all the years I've drove. Hallelujah. All my kids today is in their 30s. And I'd still be found guilty of murder if some of them said some stuff to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one thing I got from my mama. I still ain't got rid of it. She says, let me tell you something, young man. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> People have forgotten... It looked like to me that these stupid people, supposed to be educators, would know. The day, first of all, when they took God and prayer out of the school, things began to go downhill in schools. Then when they took the paddle out of the principal's office, it sure shot everywhere. It ain't a kid ever been born, there will be born, don't need that backside tanned. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Hallelujah. So after a couple of times, he still wouldn't sit down. I swung that bus over the side of the road, and I picked up the microphone this time, and I went through the. I said, "Listen, I told you to take your seat right now." He just looks straight at me and comes out with a choice words, a couple of them, and. Uh, I seen right there, you know, I'll tell everybody all the time how, you know, you know, my, my weakness, my biggest thing was always temper, and I was always ready to. <laughs> well, I realized that it ain't all gone. I made a U-turn with that 40-foot-long bus right there in the road when he, when he said what he did to me. We went back, but what I'm telling about how, how it amazes me how, how, how easy it is for some people just to lie to stuff. I pulled up. Uh, one of the principals still standing there, and I hit that switch, and those doors popped open on the bus. I, and I, I told that person, I said, get up here on this bus. <laughs> and they came up on the bus and said, what seems to be the problem, Mr. Sam? I said, that in the back there standing up. I said, I asked him three times to sit down. I said, and finally the last time, he come up with two words. And, uh, and cussed me out of my name. You know that defiant look that he had just two seconds later? He looked so innocent. I did not. Hold me back a little. 
I don't, Lord knows I don't want none of my congregation seeing their pastor on the evening news. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I just looked back down at the principal. I says, I said, I said, you got a choice. I said, you can either take him. I said, you or you can take the rest of these sixty kids because I ain't gonna take none of them off this lot till till he's off of here. So he said, we'll take him. <laughs> he said, you took the rest home. But see, when we get before heaven, we might be one of those who can stand and just try to lie our way out of anything. But the Bible says every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. When God starts calling off all those things in your life, you ain't going to be able to stand there and say, I didn't do it. It's going to have to be taken care of. Everybody stand. God has definitely been talking to some people. And I know beyond a shadow of doubt there needs to be somebody on these altars doing some confessing to God today. And it's up to you. Let me repeat what I said to you. You can ignore it, cover it up, try to hide it. But until you face up to it, it's going to always be with you. And it's going to follow you right to the judgment. Brother Darrell. Open the windows of heaven and let it rain. Open the windows of heaven and let it rain. Open. 